Let's just get into it. Yeah, okay? welcome to. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I hate when I say ladies and gentlemen, don't you? You say we start with welcome to. Okay. You always say that part. Do you want to say it this time? No. Okay. Because you have a good voice, a sexy well, voice. I okay. can if you want. Yeah, try it. Welcome to another episode. Oh, that sucks. You're stupid. <laughs> you. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, try it again, but not so much like I know, this. Okay. Welcome to another episode of American. American. No, no, no. Just American Timelines. American. No, no, it's stupid. <laughs> you want to leave that in? No. Uh, you want to start again? Welcome to another episode of American, American Timelines. Time That's this, hard not to go. American. I know it's just stupid. Um, this is uh, episode seven, seven. Seven. You know we're getting going here. Episode seven. We've done seven. This will be the seventh. This will be the seventh. We're now. This is now a thing. This is our thing. We do this. So, we so, do this so we're getting out there. We're going to talk less about ourselves. No, I'm yes, still going to talk no, about myself. No more high school stories. I promise. Well, we're out of high school, so those are over. Um, but we no are. Personal anecdotes. We, we're getting going here. If you're listening, thank you. Some of you are listening, and we didn't know you were listening. I, I found out this week some people are listening. We're on iTunes iTunes, Stitcher. Stitcher. We're on ca- uh, one that I just downloaded. It's called Castbox. It's really cool for Android. Okay. It's pretty good. Good. Um, so you can get us on there. You got Patreon. Oh, yeah. We're now on Patreon, which I'm not sure how that works really, but I, if you just look us up right now, I think I can share a link or something, but if you look us up on American Timelines on Patreon, you can give us money because yeah. I know you all, all have been like, everybody's been like, man, how do we just give them some money? I know, right? So okay, you, yeah. so let's let's go into okay. 1996. 1996. What happened, honey, well, in 1996? I've got a new a new feature this week. I'm, I've oh, decided okay. to start with. You're gonna love this. Bands who broke up in 1996. It's not really that. Bands okay. who broke up. Four non blondes broke up. Okay. House of Pain broke up in 96. Oh wow. Okay. The Ramones didn't break did up till 96. Oh wow. Doesn't that seem weird? Yeah. Fleetwood Mac. They were together until all the way until ninety six, apparently, according oh, okay. to Wikipedia. So they were all doing it with each other. Were they really? Yeah, like well, Stevie Nicks, I guess, was doing it with all of them. I guess Stevie Nicks was hot. It's just that voice. Like yeah, you put that voice on a voice. moose, and I would want to bang it. That's a little weird. A little yeah. bit weird. Well, who doesn't want to bang a moose with a okay. Stevie Nicks voice? Sublime broke up yes, in ninety six. Remember them? I feel like I can't believe they were even a, a thing around, but that much before ninety six. They must not have been around that long. Yeah, I don't think they were. Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Don't know that. Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. You'll never go platinum. Snoop Dogg has that on the thing. Okay. okay. Extreme. Oh, yeah. More than words. Yeah. yeah. They broke up in 96. So, again, they must not have been around that much yeah. longer either. Um, and the the worst one, the, the saddest one, the one that I want to pour out of 40 right now mm-hmm. with Hop Slam mm-hmm. is Rex and Effects. Oh my God! Rump shaker. Rump shaker. Is that right? Okay. That's the greatest song. That's still oh to this God. day regarded in in a lot in lots of circles as the <laughs> greatest American yeah, song. That is awesome. Rex effects. I make you. Rump shaker. Booties of the cutie, steady shaking, but relaxing. The action is packed in a jam like a closet, babe. I get you up. Cold flow like a faucet. All right, enough. I make you jump, but make the hottest with the body shaking. Rump. I like the way you comb your hair. Enough. I like the stylish clothes you wear. It's just little things you do. So one thing I found while I was looking this tidbit up on Wikipedia, so mm-hmm. I just picked a few. Yes. There was like 
50. Well, and they, most yeah. of them were bands nobody's ever heard of. Right. And the fun thing about that was the names of some of these bands, bands that none of us heard of yeah. are hilarious. Um, and so now I have another list of bands who were formed in 1996. Okay. So there's some bad ones. Three Doors Down was formed in 96. What'd they sing? I don't even know. Okay. It's, it, it's something so you dumb. would know. Like if we looked it up, it'd be like some song that was on the radio for a while that you're like, oh God, this sucks. Some, yeah. What I call Abner music. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Brad Abner is a guy we know. He talks like this. He always was famous for everything. He like sucked. Um, so, and I, so I won't Brad, if you're listening, call in. Oh, he knows. Yeah. He knows that everything. Although I recently admitted that I like the Oasis songs that I gave him so much shit for. Um, I now like them. Ooh. So I don't know if it's just me being old or, you know, how you get more feminine as you get older as a man. <laughs> you lose your. There's something wrong with you. Not feminine, but I just, like, I cry a lot sometimes. Like, I cry <laughs> like myself every, to sleep sometimes. Yeah, a lot of the time. No, those. Car insurance commercials make me cry. All that right. one where the little girl goes off and it's oh, I that watch makes me cry. Uh, anyway, so now I like Oasis. Um, but some of these bands, the, have you ever heard of the Acafellas? No, me neither. But I love that name. Um, oh, this is the best. The the best band that was formed in '96 mm-hmm. is called Alabama Thunder Pussy. <laughs> Jeez. I love it. And you look at their picture on Wikipedia. What do you suppose they Shirtless guys. <laughs> they look like a bunch of rednecks with long hair. And just reminds me of those like bad fat. album covers. 1996. Alien Ant Farm, do you know who they are? Yeah. They you did uh, that, that uh, Michael say, Jackson that cover. remix. Yeah. yeah. Dirty, was it Dirty? No, Smooth Criminal, right? That's right. Smooth Criminal. That's all I know them for. Good, they though. might have done more, but yeah, that was cool. That was a good um, Animal Chin. <laughs> Was a band that was formed in 96. It's pretty dumb. Big Ass. There's a band called Big Ass. I don't know what they do. Coldplay, another shitty band that formed in 96. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they sing either, but it's all crap. Crash probably. Into You. That's the one I remember. Is that Coldplay? Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure. No, that's Dave Matthews. Oh, you might be right. Yeah. I think they're the same thing. Just a shit. <laughs> I think Coldplay's a little bit more like rock. Like more. Oh, it is? Isn't that just, who Gwyneth Paltrow's married to, the Coldplay guy? I think or she's, the Dave Matthews guy? She's married to all of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm telling you, it's the same People. Well, and all of her children are named after fruit. Yeah, that's true. There's apple. There's uh, rutabaga. Yeah. The weather in '96, yeah. January 1st. The weather. No. Was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna go through every no, day of the I've, year. I've printed out the weather for every day of the year We're and the highs in each major this city. Is the farmer's almanac. I got e- the highs and lows in each major city of every day. No, We're go through those that. and just read them. Thanks anyway. 72. No. <laughs> and then January 2nd, there's 79. It's warm. All right. Well, in. Yeah. Bermuda, okay. all over the world. All right. Okay, I won't do that. No, but this is a weather thing. The first thing. Okay. Uh, a cyclone formed over Lake Huron. Oh. With tropical characteristics, nicknamed Hurricane Huron, the storm had a maximum speed of seventy-three miles per hour. Okay. You don't usually have a cyclone in a lake, so that's oh. an amazing thing. What's the difference between a cyclone and a and a tornado and a hurricane? Like, what I know that a tornado's on land, a hurricane's it comes off the ocean, but then what's a cyclone? What's the difference? She moves her body no, like a cyclone, like a cyclone. Remember that song? No, but you just don't oh. know the answer, do you? Uh, well, well, a typhoon I didn't uh, ask about is a typhoon. wrestler. I did not ask about typhoon. Earthquake and typhoon were two wrestlers. All right. I didn't ask about either of those things. I thought it would be a good segue, though. All right. What else happened um, I don't know. I, tornado is a... There's probably a... Do we got to do that we're research? Stupid. We're stupid. Then we'll have to do corrections and apologies. Well. All this right. episode, just so you know, we're going to save our corrections and apologies for the end. We had a few angry letters, <laughs> um, actually rabid 
angry, like really angry. Actually, some death threats if we don't save the corrections and apologies for, for the, the end. end. So because some people just want to listen and jump right in. They don't want to hear about the. the and some people might episode. like, hey, I'm not going back to 1990 and starting your stupid podcast from the beginning, you idiots. I'm only listening yep. to your stupid podcast as a favor to you. So I'm just going to yep. pick up. That's what most. That's or 95 what or 96. 99.9% yeah. of the people so are saying. They don't want to listen to crap from the previous one's correction. Yep. So put it at the end so we can turn it off and that's then right. go about our day and yep. stop doing your, your stupid favor of listening to your stupid podcast. Why are you doing a podcast anyway? Why don't you clean the house? <laughs> um, anyway, so that, those are the letters. So we're saving that to the end. Yep. 1996. 1996, y'all. The top song of 1996. The number one song of the whole year. Yeah. You want to guess at all? No. I, I you won't just, be able to guess. Yeah, I won't. Uh, well, by, tell me who's by. Okay, it's by a person that has hair. All right, tell me who it's eyes. by. you got to tell me who it's by. Okay, it's well, then you'll know immediately, but I'll tell I you. I might not. I'll still, um, it's by No Doubt. Oh, so Don't Speak? Don't Speak. Is that it? Okay. I know well, what you do. They had a bunch of good ones, though, so I didn't know that was. Yeah, and Gwen Stefani is very, very, very attractive. attractive. She's very cute, pretty she face. Was. And, she uh, is still. Um, yeah, she's still spunky and cute, and she's yeah. not, no longer married to Gavin Rosdale. Oh, I you know. You know who that is? Yeah, Bush or something? Yeah, lead singer Bush. So Bush came out with an album in 96. Okay. Um, and I was going to make our daughter, like... Listen to it or something? Well, because Bush songs, I feel like, more than any other grunge band, the lyrics make no sense at all. Like, Yeah. Uh, greedy, I never listened to the yeah. lyrics, though. They're just... They don't make any sense. Like, yeah. uh, it's like... Like Leslie Beck? Bash. Yeah, yeah, like, well, like Beck. Okay. Just like Beck. It's yeah. like... like yeah. I've got a razor blade suitcase, yeah. mama. I got a tree fork squirrel butt. Eh, eh, eh. Okay. Got a squirrel butt. You okay. know, it's just like not, none of it. Like it's just words together. It's like he was looking around the room. I got a lamp. Yeah. Uh, bucket bean bag dog. Um, so I don't know. Maybe they mean something. Um, anyway, Gwen Stefani top song. Don't speak. Tickle me. Elmo was introduced in 1996. Yes. yes. That was annoying as balls, especially like we were young college students. Oh, you know what happened in 96? I met you. That's right. We met. That's right. We did. The f- the greatest couple in the world met each other, but we didn't date each other. We didn't get into in 96. It, we didn't get involved until yeah. 97. So. Yeah, you were unavailable. Well, you emotionally. were too. You were too. If I might re- but, remind you. But fate brought us together. This podcast would have never happened if 96 hadn't happened. So there we go. Episode seven gets right into us meeting each other. Amy came from Southeast Missouri State University and showed up and. Huron, Ohio, for the Huron Playhouse. That's right. And then I met her there, and I was like, oh, she's cute. What's up with this? All right, what, what else happened okay. in 96? Not talking about ourselves so much. You know what? People like it. Some people, I've, I've had a couple letters. People wrote in and said, please Nobody's talk about yourselves Nobody's more. Nobody's sending letters. There's letters. Stop it. There's letters. Stop it nonsense. But it was annoying when we were in college and Tickle Me Emma. We were like, yeah. we didn't care about anything about children. And we, That's true. We didn't hate kids. 1996. There's, there are two things this episode that are going to make us probably feel old well no oh. just regret things we've said on previous podcasts oh and boy there's somebody we've disparaged in, in a previous podcast i honestly don't remember which one it might have yeah. been the last episode it might have been a couple but uh tom cruise oh you know we talked about him just being a worthless piece yes. of shit and a t- terrible true. actor and an awful yeah. but i don't know there's two things this year that i found in here that i'm probably going to say that might change, change your, your opinion tune a little bit so in '96, Tom Cruise was sailing in his yacht off the island of Capri. Douchebag. Yeah, yeah. That was it. He was sailing yep. his yacht. So that, does that, that make you change your? No, no. He was sailing in his yacht, so that's kind of shitty. He's got a yacht, but of course, right. what's I he supposed to do? Would. Not buy a yacht? Well, just because he's like, oh, I'm a, the most famous actor in the world. 
But I want to stay humble, so I'm not going to buy a yacht. No, right. you're going to buy a yacht. It's yeah. fine. All right. What else? Anyway, he, he was sailing in his yacht off the island of Capri, and he saw a sinking sailboat in flames. He immediately set sail toward the accident and pulled the five victims to safety. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. So there's a, lot of, Tom Cruise. there's a lot of stories like that that I feel like they come up in chunks. Yeah. Wait, come chunks. up in chunks. <laughs> that's not good. That's not good but enough. like lots of times, because I just read about the other day another uh, famous actor saving somebody's life. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, I think in general, as a human, when mm-hmm. you see someone struggling in panic, you're going to help them. Yeah. You but hope. you're not going to hear about it unless it's Tom Cruise or right. Kevin Bacon or uh, Ron Glass. Ron Glass. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, I guarantee if you Google Ron Glass right now, he's yeah. probably saved hundreds of thousands of people Ooh, Ron Glass maybe. is the greatest actor in American history okay. um, but let's jump right to what you care about yes. for the Super Bowl is Vanessa Williams I don't care about that. she sang the national anthem and you critiqued it no and now without further ado Amy's critique I did not um, I didn't see it <laughs> okay but do you think she probably did good it's pro- I guess I there, can't remember was, she sang a song now there was two Vanessa Williamses right no just the just the no, there was Miss like, America. No, she's the same gal. She's a Miss America, and then she had a singing career. But there was a, there was that, and then there was like a porn star. No, she was her. She did thought, porn too. She, yeah, well, after she um, won Miss America, they took her crown away because they found out she had done porn. It's the same one. Yes. You're sure? There's I'm just positive. one Vanessa Williams, not yes. two Vanessa Williams. Yes. Oh, here's the here's the biggest thing about the Super Bowl. That another quirky thing that you'll actually might care about. Yeah. A portion of this Super Bowl was predicted. Six years earlier, by NBC series, the probably the greatest NBC series, NBC series of all time, Quantum Leap. Yeah, they predicted. Yeah, in the January seventeenth, nineteen ninety episode. Yeah, All Americans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dean Stockwell says in a conversation with Sam Scott Bakula, mm-hmm. Sam, Sam, I've been watching Super Bowl thirty. Was that Super Bowl thirty? Yeah. And he says, ooh, Sam, the Steelers are down by three. You wouldn't believe. And the Steelers were the AFC team in the game, and they did trail by three twice in the game. Did they say anything about the Cowboys? Uh, no, but the critical turning point of the game, they were down by three, 20 to 17. And it ultimately gave the Cowboys the win and would le- lend credence to Al's suspense at the game's ending. What? Lend credence to what? To his suspense, like so, in the in the thing, he was like, "Oh, oh, Sam, oh, uh, the Steelers are down by three, and he was all excited and oh, like in suspense." So, so towards the end of the game, really they were down by three up until the game, so it could have been yeah. a real thing. So they so, really did a quantum leap. That quantum, time. It was a real quantum leap. It was the only ever recorded quantum, real quantum leap. And, and that's what they wasted it on. Quantum leap is actually a documentary. I don't know yeah. if you know this, but it's <laughs> the greatest right, show. Else, oh there? man, the Yankees beat the Braves in the World Series. Derek Jeter was a rookie. Mm-hmm. Do you know who Derek Jeter is? Yes. He dated Jessica Beale and Mariah Carey. Okay. But you didn't know that. I don't care. You know, you know, why don't you care about Derek Jeter? Remember I told you about the Royal Rumble last time? Yes. I explained to you the So that so remember last uh, episode Shawn Michaels won the Royal Rumble? Uh-huh. Well, he won it again this next year. Well, a, what kind of show is that? He's like the hero. They all love him. He's trying to make it. Why did they get him twice? He was a pretty guy. He was part of the rockers. See, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty were the rockers. They were like rock and roll guys. They had mullets. Yeah. And Shawn Michaels was the blonde. Marty Jannetty was the brunette. They were like the Duke boys or something, but they had like... Brunette. I don't think you call men brunettes. You can. It's a brown brown think, hair. What is he, a brownette? Just, I think that's like saying a man's wearing a top. You say he's like a blonde? You don't say men wear tops. But you say he's a blonde. Why can't you say he's a brunette? I don't know. It just sounds like a girly... 
You, you know, you need I to. There are no genders anymore. That's okay. True. I guess you're right. You don't stereotype. I stand corrected. Okay. Thank you. So quit screaming to, at me. Women's lib. It's a new world. Quit okay? your screaming and yelling. Genders don't really you're matter. Starting to froth at the mouth. We need to be gender neutral here. All right. All right. Jesus. What were you going to tell me about stupid so I was Royal Rumble? Tell, <laughs> I was talking about the Rockers. Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty were this great team, right? They jump everywhere and jump on everybody and kick everybody. And then Shawn Michaels became a superstar, winning Royal Rumbles. And mm-hmm. Marty Jannetty is somewhere in a back oh, alley it's like sucking dick for crack. Brian Seacrest and... Uh, Brian Dunkelman. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly like right. That. Marty Jannetty is the Brian Dunkelman <laughs> of the right. WWE. Oh, right. my God. This is the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> that's right. Thank you so much for... This. Yeah, this is well, the biggest, the best present you've ever given to me. Yep, yep. Oh my God, Marty Janae's the Brian Duckleman <laughs> of the WWE. Oh my God, this is great. So <laughs> anyway, Shawn Michaels won the Royal Rumble, and then he went on to WrestleMania 12 to wrestle Bret the Hitman Hart for the WWE title. Okay. I decided to look up who the remarkable wrestling debuts were in that year, and you're gonna like this one. Oh, I am. 1996, The Rock. Oh, de- I do. Debuted in wrestling. You know what? He's a hot man. Now, that is unacceptable. Honey, you kind of look like The Rock. I used to. Now I look like a fat Elvis. <laughs> you do not. <laughs> I look like a fat Elvis impersonator. No, um, don't. Yeah. So The Rock started in wrestling. Hulk Hogan became a villain for the first time in wrestling yeah. in the WCW. And and he was part of this whole thing, the New World Order. Do mm-hmm. you remember that? The NWO formed. Why would I remember that? <laughs> you remember that. When Hulk Hogan turned bad and he put on. Why would I even know that? Well, he formed it at the July 96 Bash of the Beach pay-per-view with Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Oh, my God. They were called the Outsiders. Can we get off the wrestling world now? Order. New world order. Actually, yes. That's it. For wrestling. For wrestling. Right. I will, I will never talk about wrestling. Let's do the weird, odd news. Again. Okay. And more sports. No more sports. Just one other thing. Jesus Christ. This is a big thing, though. The All Cleveland right. Browns deactivated in 1996. What does that mean? They got rid of the Cleveland Browns. They went away. They All lost right. their team. And then they came back later? They took that team, and they shut down the stadium, and all the fans were upset and furious, yeah. and they moved to Baltimore and became the Baltimore Ravens. Well, then how did they come back? Because Cleveland had a contract with the NFL that said they will always have a, a team. If they move, they'll get another team. So they got an expansion team in 99. But it didn't get one right away. No, so it was like three years without football in Cleveland. Mm. And that was crazy because Cleveland fans are crazy fans. Because they're terrible, and they've been, they've been terrible ever yeah. since. And But they go to the, all those games. Yeah. And I went to a game the last season of the Old Browns. Yeah. And uh, I sat in the dog pound. In Cleveland? In Cleveland, yeah. And the dog pound is like this section of rabid, crazy fans, yeah. supposedly. And there was a guy in there called the Sumo Dog. He was a big, giant, fat man, and he had the, <laughs> the word Sumo Dog painted because the, the Cleveland, the dog pound is the Cleveland Dogs. That's kind of yeah. what they are. Because oh. they don't really have a mascot because the brown, brown is just a color, color. And, uh, and poop. Yeah. Um, so it had a big thing that said Sumo Dog on his gut, mm-hmm. and his belly button was like the size of a, like a large fruit bowl. <laughs> it was Gross. huge. But here's the grossest part. Um, women were lined up to drink beer oh, out of his belly button. That's so disgusting. Like gorgeous women were oh. drinking beer out of this fat guy's belly button. And he, but he had a giant, he had like a big browns mask or yeah. a dog mask on. So you couldn't Are tell. Are you sure you weren't like. at some kind of... Strange it was party. A, it was a Cleveland Browns Tampa Bay Buccaneers Sounds game. Sounds like some kind of an orgy. And, and we were staying at the same hotel as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I met Jim McMahon. So All right. There we go. Then okay. What? Then what? So that's then it. what? Now we'll get into some crazy stuff. Okay. The Kentucky Derby horse oh, winner. And I know you want to guess because you're always like, let me guess, let me guess. I think I know all horses. So go ahead, guess. Honey? Yeah. 
I am going to shoot you if you make me guess the horse names anymore. Um, FBI, CIA, did you hear that? Um, All right. She did just, it. T- just say it. Grindstone. God, that's a dumb name. They that's, got a lot of stupid names that for was horse. Stu- Thunder horses. Gulch was pretty good. You got to admit that's that. That's a bad name, too. Thunder Gulch? Yeah. I, I got Thunder Gulch painted on the side of my Prius now. It's right. such a cool name. 1996, y'all. 1996. If this is true, this makes me respect him okay. more, I have to admit. Tom Cruise... Sent letters and gifts. Oh gosh, maybe this is maybe this is actually sinister. I just started reading this. Line. Maybe this isn't so great because at the beginning it's not going to sound great. Oh god, I hope this isn't terrible. Tom Cruise sent letters and gifts to the boy who originally played the little boy in Jerry Maguire. Oh, but he was replaced by Jonathan Lipnicki because yeah. he he just. He just didn't want that first actor to go to the movies, look at the screen, and think he'd failed. I wanted him to love movies his entire life. So he sent him letters and gifts? Letters and gifts, yeah. So now it kind of sounds like he's hitting on him. Yeah, it? a little bit. Yeah, I, that's not why I read it. I really thought, I was like, what a nice, a nice thing, thing to, to, to think do. about this poor kid who was yeah. replaced. Um, I mean, maybe it was an honest. Maybe it was. Who knows? But You know, you got you to just assume everybody. I can see it either way, though, I have to say. Yeah, I mean, I hope he's not. Oh, God, that's just not. 1996. 1996, y'all. Yeah. This doesn't seem that long ago to me. Richard Jewell, remember him? Yeah, from Survivor? No. Oh, uh, that's Richard Hatch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, he was uh, the Atlanta bombing guy. Do you still think that Drew Barrymore married <laughs> no, Michael Jackson? No. <laughs> that was the best. It was just, a, all right. <laughs> you really thought Drew Barrymore married I know, Michael Jackson? Like, I know. You've gone through your life thinking no, that? No, I didn't go through my life. It was a momentary lapse. But how do you get Drew Barrymore mixed with Lisa Marie Presley? They kind of look alike a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, but I mean, Lisa Marie Presley was was famous for just being Elvis' daughter. All right. All right. Richard Jewell, a security guard. Uh, He was the one who, the Atlanta bombing. They thought he did it. He became a short-term national hero when he saved hundreds of people by spotting a bomb at the 96 Olympics. He was later wrongly accused of the crime and during an unfair trial by media, which took a toll on him personally and professionally. Yes. Oh, gosh. I didn't realize that's how that ended up. Yep. I that poor that. guy. I wonder. Uh, he was villainized. Yeah, I wonder what his. Or vilified, I guess. Vilified. I wonder what he's uh, up to now. He's probably, he probably killed himself or something. I mean, that's how those things end. Don't you think it would say that? I hope. Maybe he's happily married. That would be great. Maybe he probably had to change his name. Maybe he has a nice, happy. I wonder what Richard Hatch is doing these days. Orrin Hatch? <laughs> no, Richard Hatch, the survivor guy that I thought it was at first. He would be naked on the beach all the time. He's always naked. Yeah. Well, I think now you have to be naked on Survivor, or else you can't get on. That's probably true. You have to like see how many pine cones you can put in your butt. That's, <laughs> yep. That's all the show is. Yeah, I tried out for it. That's how I know. Yep. Uh, and I can only put four <laughs> up there. So <laughs> they were large ones, but still, it wasn't yeah, enough. Not enough. Theodore Kaczynski, yes, the, Unabomber, the Unabomber, not not Ted Kaczynski. Well, they call him. Tim I Kaczynski. mean, not not t- Timothy, Timothy Kaczynski, Timothy McVeigh. God. Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, was captured in 1996. That's, right. That's the other one I could have done. I didn't end up doing that one, but I. I kind of wish you it. would have, just so I could learn more. Learn the it. difference between the two, and we could tell that story about how one of our friends wanted to be the Unabomber for, for Halloween, Halloween yep. and he just as he was finishing the sentence, "Do you think this is too soon, or this is in poor taste to be the Unabomber?" The door swung open, and our friend Matt Pierce walks in dressed as Jesus on the cross. Yes. <laughs> With bread in one hand and a and bottle a, of wine in the other hand, he's like, a crown of thorns. Right. A crown of thorns. Yep. And we looked at him and said, "No, nah, I think you're good." Yeah, you're good. <laughs> that was the best Halloween ever. So that must have been '96 then. Halloween '96. Yep. At the house of that fun. That should have been. Yep. I was right. Okay. 
Um, the House of Fun was the name of my college house. Um, right. Anyway, Ted Kaczynski killed killed or injured 23 people in his 17-year spree. Yeah, he started early. Oh, I didn't know this 70s. was like an ongoing thing yeah, that he, he did. Yeah, he started in the 70s. He was turned in by his brother, David, who recognized the writing style and the content his brother was talking about. Yeah, he, he I wish you would have done this. He had a phrase in, because he started writing letters um, to the media, I think it was. Yeah. And he, in, the, in the letter, instead of saying, I'm going to have my cake and eat it too, he said, I'm going to eat my cake and have it too. And the brother Which is wrong. recognized that as a phrase that their mother would always say. And oh. and so then, and he also knew that Ted, he was living out in the, some cabin out in the woods, shitting in a bucket. Yeah. And he knew that he was on the edge, so he... I think it's safe to say anybody, if anybody knows anyone who's like living in a cabin in the woods, shitting in a bucket, yeah. just go ahead and call the authorities yeah, now. Because right. <laughs> they're, they're probably up to no good. There's probably something going to happen. Yeah. 1996. Oh, that's why Sublime broke up in 96, stupid me. I mean, I like Sublime, but I'm not like a Sublime super right. fan. Yeah. You remember any other songs? Can you name any? Um, Love is what, what I, I got. got. Isn't yep. that right? Yep, that's what I was thinking too. So... Several of Sublime's most well-known songs, What I Got, Santeria, Santeria, Wrong Way, and Doing Time were not released until after songwriter Bradley Noel passed away. Oh, I knew Blind Melon's lead singer passed away. I didn't know Sublime's did. Yeah, I I feel like I knew that at one point, but... Yeah, maybe I did. 96, I was in such a haze of marijuana smoke. Yes. I don't know what was real. I don't know how I graduated college. Uh, because of me. Yeah, it is because of you. We'll get to that in the 98 episode. Yes. Um, okay, so we'll talk about that. So we'll just get to it. Just hold your... Well, we probably shouldn't admit to rampant cheating. They might withdraw your uh, college degree. That's true. That's <laughs> not really cheating. For me writing papers for you? But we, we won't put that part in. 1996. 1996, y'all. A man broke into a New Zealand radio station, held the manager hostage, and demanded for the station to play Rainbow Connection by Kermit the Frog <laughs> nonstop. <laughs> Police came before it was played. Oh, the poor guy. Poor guy didn't even he didn't get, get here once. That's funny. Of all the songs. That's great. Poor guy. He's probably insane. Yep. You think they didn't play because they didn't have it? Like, we probably. don't have that song. Yeah. Because back then, 96, you just had, you had CDs. To have the records yeah. Of, yeah, the CDs, I guess. We don't have that. Yeah. Yep. That's great. Play it nonstop. Play Rainbow Connection. Play it nonstop. Rainbow Connection. And I want to call Ice Cube and I want a pizza. That's right. <laughs> That's probably the same guy. Yeah. I'm going to put lemon in my face and nobody will see me. Yeah. There's one crazy guy. Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. They came out with album 96, and that's a great album, too. Their, yeah. their first two albums were, we're unbelievable. Good. I mean, anytime they come on, again. That was an album with the the Buddhist monk on fire on the front, right? That was the first one. 96 yeah. was the one with the, the kid with the it was yellow with the T-shirt with the R, like the oh. E. I don't know if I remember. On that. his shirt. That one. Um, I, every time it comes on, I take my shirt off and roll down my windows in the Prius. That's a little weird. But Rage Against the Machine. Played Saturday Night Live with host Steve Forbes. Steve Forbes hosted Saturday Night Live. That's what? crazy. Um, in protest of billionaires like Forbes, they hung two upside down flags from their stage against the wishes of staff. After a confrontation with SNL stagehands, they were kicked out before the second song. Really? Yeah, that's crazy. Hmm. So they got to play one though with the upside down flags. Why would you book? Uh, Steve Forbes uh, and Rage Against the Machine, who is against everything Steve Forbes stands for. Yeah. Like, you're just asking for trouble. 1996. 1996, y'all. Rap star murder in 1996. Who do you think the rap is star was? Biggie? 
No. Tupac, Tupac Shakur killed in drive-by shooting. Yeah. But I thought Biggie died before Tupac, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, I thought so. So I wonder why that wasn't in the thing, but Tupac yeah. is. I mean, Tupac is regarded highly as, the, like, probably the greatest rapper of all time. Really, you think? I think so. He's yeah. But I, and I think he is great, but I think I like Biggie's rhymes better. But I think Biggie's got more that are just funny to me, like fun yeah. and funny and hilarious and clever yeah. Yeah. and smart. And But I do like them both. I like yeah. both Biggie and Tupac. Uh, but I think they're somewhere on an island together just like laughing. Cause I, It'd be nice to think that. They were unbelievable. But, again, it's that whole syndrome where if somebody dies young, you automatically think they're better than they might be. Yep. You know what I mean? Because oh, yeah. they didn't get a chance they, to just grow old brain. in the, in the you know, like look at Robert Plant it's now. better to burn out the fadeaway yeah. or whatever they Yeah, say. that's right. Nobody's buying Robert Plant albums, but he's no. putting them out. Yeah. This is impressive. Elton John, have you ever heard of him? <laughs> yes. He was a singer. I know, honey. That was that's it. That's, that's it. what it is. Okay. See you later. No, Elton John charted a top forty single every single year from nineteen seventy to nineteen ninety seven. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Isn't it? Yeah. Every year? That's yeah, that's crazy. That's twenty seven years. Yeah. Every single that's year. Nuts. A top forty every Huh. So he put out an album in 2016 that I listened to, and I don't like any of it. No. <laughs> I don't like, I think there's like three Elton John songs I uh, like. Me too. There's there's only like three or four. 1996. Charlie Sheen paid $6,537.50 to buy 2,615 tickets to a Major League Baseball game at An- Anaheim Stadium, hoping to catch a home run ball. Sheen and three of his friends sat alone, 20 rows up, but no home runs were hit that day. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Idiot. Mary Tyler Moore offered a restaurant $1,000 to sell her a 65-year-old lobster so she could return it to the wild. Aw, good for her. Rush Limbaugh then offered $2,000 to eat the lobster. No. What an asshole. The restaurant denied both offers and kept the lobster as a mascot. Well, that's, I guess, a happy ending. I don't know. Yeah. What? Rush Limbaugh's such a dick. He's a piece of garbage. He is a piece of shit. Yeah, he's a terrible human being. He really is. You think he's ever saved anybody from a fire or anything? No. After the release of the 1996 film Scream, which involved an anonymous caller, Mm -hmm. uh, anonymous killer calling and murdering his victims, caller ID usage tripled in the United States. Oh, did it? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is. Remember that movie? Yeah. You know who's at the beginning of that movie? Is Lisa Marie Presley? (laughs) No. (laughs) No, it's true. Yeah. Do you know what a blizzard is? (laughs) <laughs> During a blizzard in Allentown, PA, the Orlando Magic, Marilyn Manson, and the cast of Sesame Street Live were all stranded in a hotel together. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been some great That would have been fun stuff. times. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> the cast of Sesame Street imagine, Live. Imagine meeting all those people at the ice bucket. Yeah, that's right. I'm just getting ice. Top Gun was the lowest priced VHS ever for a major movie when it was released. $27 when others were 30 to $100 because it had a because it had a Diet Pepsi commercial before the movie. Wait a minute. It was $27 for a VHS copy of Top Gun in 1996? That seems like a shit ton of money, yes, it doesn't does. it? Like a DVD today costs what? 5 bucks? I know. And then and then we, some we, things we were $100, some yeah, others Yeah, 30 to 100 in 96. So that makes me instantly think of Muppet, our good friend Muppet. Oh had, remember he, he had like walls yeah. of VHS, like he bought each one of those for thirty bucks, oh my and God. no return on them. He just threw them all away at I the know, end because yeah, they can't right. use them. Yep. 
That's terrible. They were that expensive. Oh my god, I didn't know. I never once bought a VHS. Well, like, no. Why would you buy one? I've never seen the movie. <clears throat> yeah, I never bought a movie. Oh, here's the other actor hero. Uh, you know, Tom Cruise saved a bunch of people. Is this another Tom Cruise story? It's not Tom Cruise. It's another Thank actor. God. Another actor, not as douchey. Okay. Um, Mark Harmon. Yeah. You know who that is? Yep. From back from summer school. Yeah. He rescued two teenage boys from a car accident that occurred outside his home. He used a sledgehammer from his garage to break a window and pull the two out of the burning car. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good of him. Yeah, I think... Uh, he gets an A. If it were, say, Howard Hessman, would he have done the same? Probably. Johnny Fever? Yeah, he would have done that. Yeah, Johnny Fever's pretty good. Mm-hmm. If it were, say, TV's Judith Light, would she have done the same? No. Do you think she's a bitch? I don't know. You know, a lot of people tell me that on the podcast that we we are like the podcast version of Judith Light and Tony Danza. No, nobody said that. All right, what's next? Paul Reiser and what's Helen Hunt. What's next? Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepard. No. All right. Cost of a Super Bowl ad in 1996. Oh. $1,500,000. It's only a $1,085,000. Oh. So it didn't jump much at all from that. I don't remember what it was in ninety five, but I know it's yeah. So yeah, they kind of they. I think they jumped. Oh, ninety five, we got to jump, and then oh, we'll just keep it here. Oh, the distinctive sounds of the Martian speech and Mars attacks. That was a big movie in ninety six. Yeah, it was made by. Do you know what it was? No, I thought this was just people. So this is surprising to me. It was made by reversing the sound of a duck's quack. Oh, funny. Quack, 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 yeah. The English Patient was the big deal? No. I still haven't seen that, have you? I did. I tried to sit through it, I think. I don't even know what it's about. I think it's pretty boring. I have no I idea. Seinfeld had a big thing about that. Remember when she said she hated it? Yeah. <laughs> but it was like four hours, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was. I don't even know what it's about. I still don't know what it's about. Yeah. I don't understand. I try to watch it several times. I, every single time I fall asleep. Well, if you want to do your, I'm going to watch every Oscar movie since the Dawn of Time thing, you're going to have to sit through it. You realize I, that, don't you? I will do that, And but every time I watch it... Every single time I've tried to watch it, I fall asleep or I end up covered in blood. Yeah, it's weird. Fargo, oh, came out ninety six. That's, That's one of those a, movies. If it's oh, if it's on TV, you watch it. You yep. end up watching the whole damn. It's thing. like Shawshank. You just watch it. Yeah, or Sling Blade. Oh yeah, it's the best movie ever. Sling Blade is also. Uh, so Happy Gilmore came out in ninety six, and I've never laughed harder in a theater except for Borat. But yeah, I remember laughing my. My what penis happened to you off. just now? I'm drinking a lot of beer. I'm drinking a lot of delicious Hop Slam beer. by Bell's All right. Brewery in Michigan. We have heard that and more than we need to Beautiful. I'm set, you know, people don't know how good Hop Slam is. Drink All it. right. Happy Gilmore's the greatest movie. Oh, right before we go on to your thing, you need to guess the beauty pageant queen murder of 96. Oh, well, Beauty pageant enough. queen. Do you know any beauty 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 pageant queen? There was a beauty and pageant one, queen murdered in 96. Yes, and her name was... Jean Benet Ramsey, six year old beauty queen. She was found killed in her basement. Yes. And the killer she was never found. Was a, she had won over two dozen awards in the beauty circuit at the age of six. Her father, John Ramsey, was, um, he, they were filthy rich. They had a four story home. He owned Access Graphics, which was um, later sold to Lockheed Martin. 
So big really? defense company. Is yeah. that is that like a marketing company? Like no. a graphic design? Like it's one of those it was supposed to be a software company, but it's one of those oh. that you don't really know what they do, but So you think it was like I don't could know. be illegal activity? Maybe. I don't like know. Money laundering? I mean, Lockheed Martin, big defense company. Yeah, so. that's crooked. Um Patsy Ramsey was also a beauty queen. That was his, her mother. So when she was a kid, she was a beauty queen. Mm-hmm. And so, so was I've, her aunt. So was her uh, so aunt. I feel like with beauty queens like beauty pageants and i have a little bit and i've been around a couple of them it's it's, a whole it's just a different world. culture it's a it different is. world it's a different but it, it does strike me that everyone who's doing that and in that is has been ingrained in that otherwise i don't think you would just be so you, you wouldn't be you wouldn't be a 25 yeah. year old person be like, you know what i'm gonna do mm-hmm. or you wouldn't be somebody who didn't ever do that just well, be like, no matter you know what, what when i'm gonna six, put my kids in a pageant yeah you're not you have no say in the matter when you're yeah. six years old and, and, and yeah. to tart to tart your six year old up for some old man to leer at yeah. is just gross and weird. And and you're only going to do that sexualizing if your, you do that your child, right? And I don't think they think of it like that. Like I see them, and there and there's a, a component to it where they do like, yeah. uh, philanthropy and they they give to homeless people, you know, whatever they do. Yeah, they, but it's still and there's a thing to it that's you know noble and whatever. But it's just a different world, yeah, a different culture. Creepy. And the big thing is the the people that put on the pageants they make so much money, really. Um, well, Donald Trump was big in the oh, yeah. America pageant. Something's I looked up online on. to see to sign up for one, and it's like each contestant pays. Oh yeah, a whole boatload of money to be in it. Yeah, making so much money off uh, the kids. Awful. Just so um, both John and Patsy had a son and a daughter from previous marriages, and John's daughter had died in a car accident four years before at the age of twenty-two. So he's got two daughters now that are dead. After JonBenet. After JonBenet, but he, yeah. he had lost a previous daughter, daughter from a car accident. Mm-hmm, four years before. She was 22 years yeah. old, so he was old. they were older when older. they had these kids. That's right. And and the wife, oh, the had mom, a, had a kid. Had a daughter from a previous marriage, too. But she's grown, too? She, yeah, she's oh. older, too. So the timeline. Um, American timeline. December 6th. That was 20 days before her death. So on December 6th, 20 days before her death on TV that night was family matters. Yeah. Uh, and on this episode, Steve and Carl, uh, Steve Urkel mm-hmm. is, is on jury duty and, and Urkel finds himself the only person who believes the accused is innocent. Um, and Mars attacks was the top movie and no diggity was the top song. And Pete Roselle died on December so, 6th. Um, Jean Bonnet was in the lights of December parade. Mm. She appeared on her own little miss Colorado float. So, While No Diggity is the number one song. That's right. Then on December 21st, uh, Access Graphics had their first billion-dollar year, and they had a very public party. Oh, that a big, huge party. So yeah. anybody who went to this party at Access Graphics was missing mm-hmm. the Walker, Texas Ranger Christmas special <laughs> on CBS, where Walker tells children a Christmas story about a Texas Ranger from 1876. And Chuck Norris... Gave Christmas to the world. Oh and so anyone at this party was missing that. Missing that Walker, Texas Because there weren't DVRs then. No, you're right. I mean, you could set your VCR, but nobody knew how to do that. So then on December 23rd, the Ramseys had a Christmas party at their home. Yeah, while Walker, Texas Ranger was on. And no, that that was 21st. It was Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh. 23rd, the Ramseys had a Christmas party at their own home. Oh, what about the... That was the Access Graphics holiday party. But the, nothing happened at that party? No, I'm just built, telling you what oh. the events that... Like, where... John Bonet was in these oh, public places. She was at yes, all these. Oh, yes. John Bonet, the, John the Bonet little was, girl was at that. Yes. Oh. Um, and so then on the twenty fifth. Oh, at the same. That was a Monday. The twenty yeah, third. 
23rd is they had a, 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 a party, party at their house their on a Monday night. They had a holiday party yeah. at their house. Well, I guess it was Chris. Everybody's Christmas. out of school because on that, if they had flipped on the TV, they would have saw that um, Monday Night Raw was on. <laughs> You're <laughs> and, watching that. And Triple H, Hunter Hearst Helmsley defeated Mark Miro to retain the WWF Intercontinental Championship, and it, would, it actually took place at the Ice Palace in Tampa, Florida. Okay. On December 25th, <laughs> they go to a Christmas party at a friend's house. And then on Christmas Day. On Christmas Day. They go to a Christmas party at a friend's house with their kids. <sighs> so then they come home a few hours later, and John Bonet was last seen alive at 10 p.m. that night. At, by the time they got home, it was, they left the party at probably 10 p.m. No, then. she was last seen alive at 10 p.m. They put her to bed. Well, according to them. Right. At 2 a.m., a neighbor heard a, a scream from a, like a little girl, and she made a note of it and kind of went back to bed. Which is a weird thing to do, but she did. And these are giant houses yes. in a rich, rich part of area, yeah, right? So, right. like, these are giant houses that are kind of close together, mm. or are they far apart? I think they're farther apart. Yeah. Um, and then at 5.30 a.m., the Ramseys wake up because they're going to catch their private flight to their vacation home in Michigan. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Yep. That's what you do. And Christmas. at 5.45, a ransom flight. note is found. Now, the ransom note is three pages long. It's the longest note in American criminal history. Three pages. It was pages. found on the stairs. Right, here's what it says. Mr. Ramsey, listen carefully. We are a group of individuals that represent a small foreign faction. We respect your business, but not the country it serves. At this time, we have your daughter in our possession. She is safe and unharmed, and if you want her to see 1997, you must follow our instructions to the letter. You will withdraw $118,000 from your account. $100,000 will be in $100 bills and the remaining $18,000 in $20 bills. Make sure you bring an adequate size attache to the bank. When you get home, you'll put the money in a brown paper bag. I'll call you between 8 and 10 a.m. tomorrow to instruct you on delivery. The delivery will be exhausting, so I advise you to be rested. If we monitor you getting the money early, we might call you early to arrange an earlier delivery of the money and hence an earlier pickup of your daughter. Any deviation of my instructions will result in the immediate execution of your daughter. You will also be denied her remains for a proper burial. The two gentlemen watching over your daughter do not particularly like you, so I advise you not to provoke them. Speaking to anyone about your situation, such as police or FBI, will result in your daughter being beheaded. If we catch you talking to a stray dog, she dies. If you alert the bank authorities, she dies. If the money is in any way marked or tampered with, she dies. You can try to deceive us, but be warned, we are familiar with law enforcement countermeasures and tactics. You stand a 99% chance of killing your daughter if you try to outsmart us. Follow our instructions and you stand a 100% chance of getting her back. You and your family are under constant scrutiny, as well as the authorities. Don't try to grow a brain, John. You are not the only fat cat around, so don't think that killing will be difficult. Don't underestimate us, John. Use that good southern common sense of yours. It's up to you now, John. Victory, SBTC. And that's the end of it. What? Nobody knows. Nobody knows what victory or SBTC no, is? nobody knows what that means. There's speculation about all kinds of shit, but nobody knows what it means. So um, there's a lot of weird things. Like, John Ramsey is not Southern. That's one thing. Patsy was, but John wasn't, so that was kind of weird. What um, was kind of weird? That they said, use your Southern common sense. Oh. But the other thing is that the 118000 Wait, where did this happen? Colorado. And the other thing is $118,000 is like a weird amount. Yeah. It's, it's pretty small, but he had just gotten a $118,000 bonus. That was right. the, that was the, how much his bonus was that year. Right. Um so that that note was found and that at his bonus 
was a hundred and eighteen thousand yes. dollars. Yep. And people get bonuses that big. Yep. People do a bonus. So at five fifty-two a.m., Patsy calls nine one one. So from five forty-five, they find the ransom note. Five fifty-two, she calls. I'm sorry, I'm just feeling so insignificant. I know after that hundred eighteen thousand so, um, dollars. So at sorry, go ahead. Uh, what happened? All right. So after the nine one one call, then the Ramseys call friends. So they called nine one one immediately when they got the note. They yeah. didn't follow like the minutes. follow the ransom note that says right. don't call anyone. Right. They, they just did. called. Yep. And then at 6 a.m., the police arrive. And then their friends that they had called arrive after that. But And the police let them come on in. And so they start contaminating the crime scene right away. And the police did a piss-poor job in this whole thing, like right. contaminating the crime scene. They let... And as, they, as police normal normally do. Yeah. So by 7.30, John Ramsey had already collected the $118,000. And that was a piece of cake, which, you know, maybe that was why it was the low amount, so that they knew that he could get it very quickly or something. Um, by 8 a.m., the police call victims' advocate group to come and counsel the Ramseys, and so they come over, and they um, further contaminate the crime scene. Not only that, they actually cleaned the kitchen and like sprayed it down and stuff. This victims' advocacy group. Why? I don't know, but, but they, they, it, they everyone just bought it hook, line, and sinker. Yes, they just yes. all thought this was a real thing. Yep, that's right. Which it still might be, right? But we still don't if know. it's a real thing, they're contaminating a crime scene. If there's a stranger in there. Somebody broke in. They, they, should, they know they, that, yeah. Yeah, why that, are they doing that? So then right before 10 a.m., the police finally seal Jean Bonnet's room. And the only place in the crime, and that was the only place in the whole, that, where the whole crime took place that was contained. Um, so then 10 a.m. Co- comes and goes. And there's no phone call, like they said in the note that they would be calling right. between ten and one, or between ten and one. And ten a.m. comes and goes, and no one mentions it. No one is like waiting by the phone. Um, and there's no ransom call. So then they leave at one a.m. There's only one cop left at the crime scene, and it's this rookie cop. Rookie cop, and barf- throwing up everywhere. So the cop tells, d- decides to tell John to search, search the house again, top to bottom, and. Um, just and in her words, it was like to and this keep is his a, mind off of things to give him the, something to do. But this is also a giant house where it, it takes is. time to search, and a child could be lost because it's so big. Yeah, I but mean, he goes instead of top to bottom. I guess he decides he's going to do bottom to top, so he goes down into the basement. Bottom to the top, to the top, to the bottom, finds, mm, and he finds her it. in the ba- in a basement room. Oh, he finds her in the basement, and she's actually there, she's murdered there, already, and she's in a room in the basement. She's got duct tape over her mouth. Oh, she's alive. No, she's dead. She's dead, yeah. She's got duct tape over her mouth. Her hands are tied behind her body, and a garrote was around her neck. A what? A garrote. It's a, um, you take a cord, and you tie it to a stick of some sort, uh-huh. and then you twist and pull, and it strangles somebody. Oh, jeez. And it was... Well, the, that's how I'm going to die, America. Amy's going <laughs> to kill me. The um, garrote, the stick part of the garrote was, was a broken off paint one of Patsy's paintbrushes because she would paint. Yeah. And that was all downstairs. And so they used the paintbrush and that's that's how they made the garage. The not the cord, but the paintbrush part. So I mean maybe I'm getting ahead of us here, but what would be the father's motivation? They have money. I know. Why would well, they want to kill their daughter? They said he was sexually abusing her. I don't know. So why would he want to kill her? I don't, I, I'm not if sure. If you like doing gross shit like that. Yeah, I don't know. So John um, So John immediately takes the tape off and he Maybe she her was going to. Maybe she was going to tell you know, somebody. 
Maybe. Or yeah. maybe he thought so or maybe. something. Or maybe he thought somebody was finding out, maybe. It could be. But he, like, you know, he's handling Sorry. the body and yeah. everything. And then they... Which you would if, right. if you were innocent. That's right. And you found your dead child. Course, yeah. You wouldn't be thinking, thinking about anything other than right. just panic and, and please somehow right. come back to life. Because would, you would just go into another world. Because right. And then, and then the cop brings the body upstairs and then Patsy comes in and she's going nuts. And so they, the, the body is, gets all contaminated with all these people. And this is at what time of day? One o'clock in the afternoon. In the afternoon? Mm-hmm. So it's way the next day. Yeah. They didn't find the body till then. Oh. They had been in the basement. And they had been time. up all night. They had searched the house, but didn't do a good enough job, I guess, because you know, the first time they searched, they did, the police didn't find anything. Uh, so that's weird. Then, um, how do you search a whole house and not? Th- I know that's weird. That I weird. don't get it. I mean, we've so watched so many things on this, and I don't. So the other thing that was weird was the ransom note was written using a legal pad and a pen from their house. So yeah. whoever wrote the ransom note, they're not going to sat just, down and yeah. wrote a three-page ransom in their note house in their house while they were all sleeping. I mean, unless the guy broke in while they were at that party. And yeah. wrote the note, waiting. Well, because that would have been a couple hours to wait. And because one of the theories I heard is, if if you break in, if you're caught breaking in, and you have a ransom note on you, then you can get charged for kidnapping, with even if you hadn't done it. But if you get caught breaking in without that, it's just a B and E, and you can go and spend a couple days in jail and be done. But it, you know what I'm saying. So maybe that whoever did this, if it wasn't them whoever did this what waited and and wrote the note in the house so that they wouldn't get in in case they got caught so if they got caught the note wasn't already it wasn't on them right so um, i didn't know that was ever a thing yeah so the the other thing was the handwriting handwriting experts have said that the the handwriting was an 85 percent match to patsy's but the note was written in a sharpie which um that can distort the nuances of handwriting. Yeah. And so... Um, I could see that. It makes it kind of hard. So the investigation. The homicide um, detective that was on assigned to the case, this was his very first homicide case. Oh, another another rookie? Yeah, another rookie. He's barfing and everywhere. The DA and <laughs> the DA and the homicide detectives hated each other, so they didn't get along and they didn't cooperate. There's no room for infighting, you know? I know it. You never... Now, everyone listening to this, take a... Take a minute and pause and think about the person at work who you don't get along with you're not serving your customers right just bury the hatchet and tell tell peggy that you respect her and you forgive her and just make it all right so the um the other thing that was suspicious about the ramses is they immediately lawyered up and they hired their own private detective and their own pr firm yeah that seems weird well why would you want a pr firm well i mean that's weird but I think, again, the extremely rich are weird. Yeah, they are. Because they're not living in reality. They don't know how the rest of the world works or lives or anything. So they... I think they're just in a different universe. Just, I mean, part of that whole Michael Jackson, uh, Mm. Oprah, uh, Whitney Houston and everything, part of that is tons of money and not... Because once you have tons of money, you're not in reality anymore. You're in a different world. So I'm not saying they didn't do it or anything like that, but... Who knows what the hell they were thinking? They're they're crazy rich people. Yeah, well, and um, the a lot of people, you know, with that whole thing with Patsy's handwriting matching the right. note, she was not 
the brightest bulb in the universe. Well, and a lot of people would say that that note was way, way too um, well written to have been hers. Because she wasn't too she, quick. She, she probably yeah. misspelled a lot of words normally. But the weird thing about the note is it sounds, and this is something I've heard too, it sounds like somebody who watches a lot of movies like all that stuff about she, you know, you, you do this, she dies. You do that, she dies. It's like right. it's somebody's. Trying it sounds like hard. it's written by a movie. Yeah. Like it sounds like it just sounds weird. It doesn't sound yeah. like a real and ransom note. If it was them, and they make the they write this. What's note, their motivation to kill her? Why would right. they want to kill Unless her? Unless it daughter? was an accident. Oh, but like you said, he was attacking her, or raping her. So maybe he was like abusing her and then hurt her. But why wouldn't they if? Like they were in this big house, and there was all these woods around. Why would they hide the body in the house in the basement? There's all these other places they could have hidden the body. Like if they're going to write a ransom note, they know the police are going to come over and search the house. Well, if you were a if you were a, a kidnapper or a murderer, and you're going to try to extort money from them, why would you leave the baby? leave her in the basement you know? i mean i th it makes me think somebody was trying to frame him or somebody was trying to ruin his life or something because think yeah. about it like like why would you wasn't there the wasn't there a rumor that she was trying to set him the mom was trying to set him up because of something i think so or something because then she died right she did die and he remarried he, he married the like natalie holloway's mom yeah somebody else who had a tragedy yeah. like that and yeah well, there i know there's a lot of things we've watched on this and every time i watch it i'm kind of swayed a different way yeah i know it, I they always, always have a the the show always has a, an opinion you can tell yeah and i always thought always growing up with this being from 96 this yeah. was always on those of you who were millennials who weren't alive then or were tiny didn't pay attention to the world yeah every Everywhere every you went, every tabloid had right. John Bonet this, John Bonet that, John Bonet this, and John Bonet that. And the pictures are friggin' creepy. But I mean, she's again, a little girl. She's a beautiful little girl. Right. But she's got but putting, all this putting makeup, makeup on. Any time you put makeup on a six-year-old, it's creepy. It is very creepy. And it's, so everyone just assumes yep. the parents are creeps because they're That's putting right. makeup on this little girl. And they're, yep. you know. That's right. Well, and um, But it's a different world. The pageant world, that's what they do. There's yep. little children in makeup, and it's a whole different world. It's kind well, of and there's really no evidence that that points to either of them. There's really no hard evidence that points to the parents. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, so sometimes the, I'll the watch these. Part, there's, they're innocent. They're innocent completely. Yeah. And other times I'm like, ah, they did it. Well, there's no DNA idea. under her nails and in her underwear that doesn't match anybody in the family. Really? But... It's touch DNA, which is not as reliable as the other kind of DNA. So, but if it's in her underwear, right? Why would she have anyone's DNA in her underwear? Um, she shouldn't have. Unless anyone's. it was the manufacturers, I don't know. That's another touch, theory I heard. Touch DNA, you yeah. say, is a different kind. Yeah, because it's just from touching. It's like the sweat from your hands touching something. But so it's not like blood. What are the, or what are the chances or, that she was wearing a brand new pair of underwear? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And then the other thing was there was no, there was no duct tape. There was no cord, and the the yeah, she had duct tape on her mouth in the house is what I'm oh. saying. Like the there autopsy, wasn't like a at the autopsy, they also found that she had been stunned with a stun gun. And, That's right, I remember that and coming there's up. There's no stun gun in the house found. There was no cord found that was like the one around her neck, and there was yeah. no duct tape found anywhere in the house. So what would they have done with that stuff? Like why would they get rid of that stuff and not get rid of the body? You know who did it? I figured it out just now. Who? The rookie cop. They have that stun guns. Who's going to have a stun gun other than a cop? It doesn't make any sense. It's got to be police because, look, why would they not find the body and do a thorough search? Yeah, that's Unless true. they knew where it was. 
That's true. And is whoever said, yeah, I searched the basement. Yeah. That's your suspect right there, rookie cop. He's barfing. He's got a stun gun. Who's, who's barfing? Rookie cops always throw up. <laughs> um, so there's a theory. Okay, so here's the theory that... Um, ah, the cop did it. I just figured it out. Man, I'm a genius. This, this podcast has made me a ver- better detective. I think you're right. This is the theory that the guys on last podcast on the left kind of threw Oh, out. here we go. And this, this makes a lot of sense to me. So even though we talk about them a lot. Oh, um, well, you do. I'm gonna You're clearly in love with the last podcast on the left, guys. So I, this is the theory that when the Ramseys were at the Christmas party, someone broke into the house and then wrote the note while he waited for them to return and then waits till they're asleep, goes up to JonBenet's room. So he's in the house when yeah, they come home. Yes. He's like hiding somewhere yeah. in the house. And then he goes up to her room and he stuns her. And then he take, carries her down the stairs and lays the note down on the stairs. Right. Then he takes her down to the basement um, he makes the garrote out of the cord he brought and Patsy's paintbrush. And then while he's doing, while he's strangling her, she wakes up and she screams. So she's asleep the whole time. Because, because she, she was, she died by blunt force trauma to the yeah. head. Uh. So while he's trying to strangle her, she wakes up, screams, and then he bashes her head in with the stun gun to end escapes through the basement window. Cause he's already panicked. Yeah. Because, because she's screaming. And because but he was trying to kill her anyway. He was, but the, it takes a lot of strength to kill somebody with a garage, I guess, and it takes uh, time. Um, you know that you're going to kill me. No. Um, one of the weird, another weird thing that happened was on the 27th. Um, Patsy was talking to a friend, and she said to her friend, "She said, could you fix this for me? We we didn't mean for this to happen." Uh, Which is a weird thing to say. Fix what? I guess the whole situation. I don't know. I didn't mean for this to happen. I mean, maybe that just means they, in deep down inside, knew that by tarting her out to the world... That somebody was going to yeah, do this? Yeah. Or, I don't know. Then there's theories that they're... Because they had a, a, another son named Burke who was... Right, 10, that was a big theory, too, that he had... He, he was, it. like, autistic or something, or... No, he, he was... He had some behavioral issues, like, or... I don't think social, so. Socially awkward. There was something. Well, he stayed in bed throughout the whole morning when they were, the police came and everything. He was staying, he stayed in his room and he stayed in bed. And um, so there's theories that he accidentally killed her or something. And they were trying and to cover, it, cover up. it up. Yeah. Right. So that is the story. And he's now like a CEO or he is he a financial, like, isn't he? Or like a, I don't know. He's like an accounting guy at some firm oh, really? or something, I thought. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It was one of the shows we watched. But that is the story of Jean Benet Ramsey murder. That's it, huh? That's, That's all you it. got? That's you don't, you haven't got. solved it? I didn't solve it. Well, I did. It was a cop. I don't know why would a cop do that, though. Uh, well, the motive is, well, he was probably hired. Hired. By See, I think hired the whole. Hired goons. Hired goons. I think the whole, the whole connection to Lockheed Martin There's gotta be is something fishy. There. With a big money a thing, yeah. Like government stuff, and I just think that's and maybe he was maybe he had information. Yeah, you know or, the dad, or, and they thought he'd yeah. Or there's just some creep. Well, they use his name, the, his first name in the ransom note. It's kind of weird how they you know don't try to be, don't try to you know use your brain, John, and like I don't know. Yeah, there's the ransom note is the most interesting part of the whole thing to me because it's it is bizarre. Yeah. Um, the way it's written is bizarre. And then what in the end, what does that SBCT mean and victory and all that? Like, what does all that mean? Well, I'll tell you what, I'll be Googling that for the next 
yeah. uh, 17 weeks trying to figure it trying out. Trying to figure out the, the solve the murder. So that is 1996 in a large nutshell. So do you have any corrections and apologies? Corrections and apologies. One correction apology that I have is... Um, I did a little. I did a lot of research on this. Actually, something we said last episode. I said up last episode. Yeah. I said that millennials. Uh, a lot of millennials really find Larry King attractive, and want to bang Larry King and think about uh, Larry King and uh, uh, who's the guy that he kissed? Brando. Marlon Brando. Uh, turns out, I I I went back and I interviewed uh, a lot of millennials, and none of them want it. No, I don't think that's a trend. You didn't interview anybody. I did. No, I, interview. I interviewed a bunch of millennials. You didn't do that. I did. You're full of shit. Corrections and apologies. This is an apology. Okay. Uh, not a correction. This is an okay. apology. Definite apology. Yeah. I like to apologize to um, twins. Uh, yeah, you were a little rough on the twins. Yeah, I listened to it again, and it was, I really said, I believe I said the words that all twins are freaks. <laughs> And, and yep. I don't really mean that. I have a lot of friends that are twins. I have a lot of colleagues that are twins. Um, it's a weird number of twins that I work with, too. Um, I really have nothing against twins, so I really don't think they're freaks. I just think it's a little fucking weird that they were... That, <laughs> you're, you're digging your hole again. <laughs> it's just fucking weird that part of you is out in the world doing other things, and they're part of you. It's like, well, like if my spleen just left the house and just went and worked at Arby's, you know? Yeah. To me, I just can't fathom having another extension of me. because You've got some very good friends that are twins. I do, a lot of them. I love those, and I would take a bullet for either one of those two. And I'm going to call them up and tell them what you said about twins. Well, they better listen to the fucking podcast, you damn Briggsies. And if you're not listening, why aren't you listening, Briggsies? And I apologize for saying what I did about you guys, about twins. Well, I still can't tell the Briggsies apart half the time, so. And they're not even identical. You identical. Mean. Nobody cares about this. <laughs> anyway, totally. we have I have twin friends named Ice and Duncan, and they're the Briggsies, and everybody loves them. And, and they better be listening. And listen, Ice and Duncan, get your iPhones out and rate the goddamn podcast. Give us five stars, you Everybody assholes. do that. Everybody do Everybody that. do it. I did have a, a buddy of mine from work. He tried to do it, and I wouldn't let him submit it. Like He tried he to put it that. in. So it's Apple, get it fixed. That's right. We have spinoff podcasts in, in mind already. Yes. I got one that it's just like I it's interview all people. All sports and wrestling. No, I have one idea where I interview people and I'm just like, hey, who's your favorite wrestler? I have another one where I, I talk to old ladies about uh, the depression. <laughs> oh, my God. These are all terrible oh, ideas. I have one where I just show people my gut. All right, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. We really do appreciate you. A lot of this is just joking, hyperbolic, hyperbole. But really, we care about you all. Like, we want to kiss all of you. Yep. On the lips and the tongue. All right. But thank you for listening. And this has been episode seven Seven. of American Timelines. We're, We're proud to call you our fans and our listeners. And we care about you. Get out of here, Chuck Berry. Get out of here, Chuck Berry. Yo, we don't eat beets because we're too busy trapping them. Sucker MCs are at my feet because I keep chopping them. Up just like Dana Carvey do with the broccoli. I'll explain the rules kind of like I was at Hockley. Rule number one is serve breakfast all day. I need some sausage, biscuits, I need a breakfast parfait. Rule number two is there ain't no more rules. You don't know what to do. You're acting like a fool. Better back up off me, dude. And wipe up off that truth because I got chunks of sweat. punks like you in my stool. Chucking maple syrup, but that shit's just... Oh. America. This week, no warranty, guarantee, or information, information featured in this podcast.
The information and opinion in this podcast are for general information only and for entertainment purposes only. Any reliance on this information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered good. History for Jerks does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, service, or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast. Information in this podcast should not be referenced in any way to imply such approval or endorsement. The third-party material or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions, standards, responsibility, or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party material or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast. History for Jerks expressly disclaims any and all liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, consequential, or other damages arising out of any individual's use or reference to, reliance on, or inability to use this podcast or the information presented in this podcast. Everything in this podcast could be complete and total bullshit.